Hello, good afternoon, Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast and video series where we talk about digital marketing strategies and tactics to help grow your business. Today, I want to talk about something that I think is really important. And if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking about closing your business for good or retiring for good in the next six to eight years, ignore this episode and go ahead and click to the next thing. If not, you better not pout. You better not cry. I'm telling you why. Yes. So what I want to talk to you guys about today is something that has really, really been just absolutely nagging in the back of my mind as I continue to see the the evolution and the development of smart home devices just skyrocketing. So here's some numbers. Right now, or, or if we look at 2018, there were 200 million homes with at least one smart device in their home. In 2019, there were 300 million homes with at least one smart home device. It is estimated that by 2023, just three years, as we roll over to 2020, that number is going to exponentially explode into 6.4 billion homes with at least one smart device. Why the exponential growth? How is that even possible? Well, think about this. When when there was that shift in how consumers and and how we you know um, entertained ourselves you know in the 1930s and the 1940s it was through a radio in the middle of our homes and when the television came about it it began to change how we entertained ourselves and how we got our information but it took a long time for homes to get multiple TVs because the cost of a television was pretty significant uh, relative to disposable income of the average American, right? I mean, you know, the average television was a couple hundred dollars and a couple hundred dollars represented a pretty significant, uh, you know, amount of disposable income. Guys, do you know what the cost of a smart device is? Do you know what it costs to get access to this type of voice command technology, less than $24. The amount of money that you would spend for you and a friend to go have lunch at a fast food joint, you could have a smart device, monitor the security of your phone, answer questions about all kinds of, you know, random stuff right now. Um, you know, voice activate, turning on, you know, lights and ordering food, like less than $24 and you have access to that. That is why this is, is, I mean, literally year after year, we're, we're, we're increasing 50%, 50%, 50%, you know, in America, we have 40% market domination or ownership of smart devices. So, it is really obvious that as Americans, 
We love our convenience and it drives the decisions that we make. And think about this. It is much easier for us to ask a question to get an answer than it is to sit down and type it out, right? Because our lips move faster than our fingers do. And so as we've talked about it before, you know, so many times we are busy doing things, cleaning the kitchen or, you know, picking up or folding laundry or, you know, putting up decorations on the tree or, you know, whatever the, the, the active activity is. But we like to have this, you know, white noise or background, you know, entertainment, uh, whether it's music or whether it's, you know, a podcast or it's audio. Um, we're going to continue to move down that direction and, and convenience is going to continue to drive the decisions that we make. So if that's the case, if, if we know that there's this exponential explosion of smart devices that are, that are going to take over uh, homes because we're, we, we, we've already demonstrated the number one sold item on Black Friday was an Amazon Echo device. Number one. Why? Because it was literally 50% off and still is even right now. Um, so number one, number, so that if, if anything, American spending is a indicator of what is important to Americans and why it's important is about convenience. So let's think about this for a minute. In, in 1999, when, when Google, you know, Google released uh, and came out with Google AdWords in the late 90s, mid, mid to late 90s, the word lawyer probably cost around five cents, the word lawyer. In 2019, that same word, if you wanted to buy and advertise and bid on that word, could fetch up to $10. Guys, think about that for a minute. Five cents, $10. That is exponential cost increase and inflation. Why? Because what has happened over the last two decades is we have been driven by searching for and looking for answers with text queries. And companies have been jockeying for position for these keywords because at the end of the day, they want to be found when, when someone needs the kind of service that they provide, but they don't know their name. So for the last 20 years, marketing and marketers, especially digital marketers related to uh, pay-per-click campaigns, have been developing strategies and ideas around how to create content in such a way that when someone searches for, you know, accident lawyer, you know, marketplace X or, you know, uh, divorce attorney in city Y, then, you know, you're, you're trying to pop up your brand name is trying to pop up in the top of the list. Well, how does that work for voice search now? Well, if I turn in and say, Alexa, I need an attorney.
Okay, so anyway, Alexa, stop. So what Alexa answers now is Alexa now will tell you the name of an attorney that is closest to you, right? Because the answers that are, are, are being answered now with the technology that we have now, it is about proximity, right? And, and so what you need to know about that, a lot of people don't know, is that the majority of the database of that information is actually powered by a platform that you may or may not be familiar with. And that is Yelp, Y-E-L-P.com, Yelp.com. So, you know, obviously Amazon didn't want to choose Google because they hate Google, right? They're like enemies. So they needed another platform that had, you know, consumer rated information, that had business location information, that had profile information, contact numbers, locations, so Yelp may, was the perfect match to power their knowledge panel when you ask a question about a product or a service business. That's where we are now. That's not where we're going to stay. Because what's going to happen eventually is Amazon is going to get smart and they're going to say, okay, instead of having our answers based on proximity, we're going to provide advertising opportunities to people who want to pay to be the answer when I say, hey, Amazon, I need a lawyer. When we ask that question, there's only one answer. There's not a list. There's only one. Can you imagine what that's going to cost to get that position? Again, I go back to Google's AdWords example. In the beginning, it may be cost cost effective. I doubt it. Because there's only one, there's not position one, two, three, and four across the top, on the sidebar. No, there's only one answer to the question. And I guarantee you the cost is going to be high. So what does that mean? This is, this is again, I, I hope this is really driving home for you. Over the last decade, search engine optimization has been focused primarily around the idea of how can I get my company, my name, my brand, how can I, how can I be found when someone doesn't know my name? By having them search the terms of uh, the kinds of products or the kinds of services that I provide, right? With voice and smart devices, you're flipping that upside down. You're not going to be able to leverage that strategy any longer because either it's going to be based on proximity, you lose, or someone is going to pay for that position. So what are you left with? Brand. Your brand absolutely is the most important thing. We talked about this before. The idea of, of you know becoming a household name was a term that was coined when television commercials came out 
And advertisers began flooding the television airwaves with their commercials. And all of the sudden, you started to have these products that became a household name because they were running ads. So in 2020, as we look forward over the next few years, that is the thing that your company is going to have to start thinking about. You're going to have to think about how can our company become a household name? How can people know us by name? That is a significantly different strategy than, than some of the other marketing strategies that have worked for the last three and four decades. We are now approaching a completely upside down world where that doesn't work anymore and you have to become a household name. And you can't just fire up you know, TV commercials anymore either, right? You can't do that because why? Because Netflix, Hulu, you know, Amazon Prime, all the streaming services that cut out the commercials, you know, all of the, you know, on-demand, um, you know, content, you can't do that either. So that doesn't work. Uh, print media, people are, are, are subscribing less and less to, uh, you know, print publications. Newspapers across America are closing down their shop. Okay, billboards are still there, but they're really freaking expensive. You know, two, three thousand dollars a month for one sign in one location, and that's in a small, you know, uh, uh, area with probably less than you know a quarter of a million people. Imagine if you were trying to, you know, put up a billboard in a larger market. So, really, what it boils down to, and and this is the case that we've been talking about for really at least the last eight to 10 months on this show. And I hope this drives home the point today. And that is your brand must start creating content at scale immediately. Because this is a volume game. The internet is so wide and so broad and there's so many different pipes, there's so many different channels that you can publish content on you can publish on Facebook, you can publish on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, Quora, um, you know, TikTok, Snapchat, I mean, email, your website, a blog, like it's everywhere, right? But in this day and age, if you're if you think you're gonna be able to sit back and have people find you without not without knowing what your name is because you've relied on search. Google search and Google AdWords. Well, as I open this uh, episode up, if you plan on closing your business in the next six to eight years, great, keep doing that. Because you'll, you'll be perfectly timed to close your business because you won't be getting any new business because everyone else is going to start asking for things by brand. Hey, Alexa, get me Morgan and Morgan, right? Alexa, stop. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> um, so the, the, the idea of, you know, you know, creating content, um, it, the other piece that, that we've talked about this, uh, and I encourage you to go back and listen to some of the other episodes where we talk about um, contextual segmented 
localized content um, and how to produce that and and how it, it's not about creating content for the sake of creating content, you know, to sell things. No, you, you know, you want to provide value for that end user in your content so that they'll continue to consume your content. That's the key. We have to shift away from the linear TV sort of thought process and move more towards this idea of don't be the commercial, be the show, you know, be the entertainment or be the value or, or be the, you know, um, the go to source when people are looking for those answers. But you've got to start publishing at scale with frequency across multiple channels. That's why I published this episode on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, on our blog, on LinkedIn, and have it transcribed and have it written out on our blog. That's why we do this. Because I get it. I understand and have seen the ramifications and the and 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 what's happening and how people are continuing to consume content the way they want to consume it on the platform that they want it. And I can't just rely on just Instagram or just Facebook or just Twitter because my the target audience that we're trying to reach has a presence and 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 consumes content across multiple platforms. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope today has really driven home the fact that if you're not thinking about how you need to uh, become a household name in a digital world, you really need to rethink your, your marketing strategy for 2020. And I hope this episode has helped you think about that very carefully because you need to take this very seriously unless... You plan on closing the doors in the next eight to six years. Otherwise, you better not pout. You better not cry. I'm telling you why. That's right. My name is Michael Wynn. I'm the Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. I hope you guys have a happy holidays. Tune in next time on our next episode. Thanks again.